the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Reaching Your Heart. Pastor Michael Oxen-Tanko will conclude Caesar and Christ today here on the radio. We appreciate you listening. If you'd like to listen to this broadcast in its entirety, it is available for you at ReachingYourHeart.com. Due to our time constraints, we're not able to bring you the entire message at one time. But we will conclude Caesar and Christ here today, and you can always listen online for the entire message. Let's get underway with the conclusion to Caesar and Christ. Here is Pastor Mike. We were all born on the wrong side of Eden's door. We were born on the outside. And whether we know it or not, that's where we come from, unless someone takes us to the inside. Christ left Eden's door. He made the journey from God's great home to the outside of the house, which is the world in which we live. Christ was born into a family that was ripe for criticism and gossip, so there would be no excuse for any family that turns to God. He came to welcome the families that cannot find their way back to God. Christ identified with people who make mistakes and need to repent. So Jesus comes to the broken house at Christmas, the broken house of David, the house of the human race that it's broken, The house of David was a troubled house, ready for a Savior to redeem it. And the world was just as troubled that first Christmas. Suddenly the story is broken by the introduction of characters that would naturally have no part in the play. Luke 2, verse 8. And in that region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. It's no accident that Luke records that the shepherds were in that region. They were the shepherds of Bethlehem, not just any shepherd. They were the shepherds connected with the city of David. They were the ultimate outcasts of the troubled house of David. And they were nothing in the Roman world as such or the Jewish world. These people were at the bottom of the barrel of society. According to rabbinical law, the shepherds were unclean and banished from the temple services. I mean, they had a list of unclean individuals. And they were pretty awful folk. And right there with them... In their list, according to rabbinical records, shepherds were considered unclean. That means they would have been rejected in the temple and the participation of the Passover and the feasts of Israel because they were considered unclean. Imagine a line of work that makes you unclean so that you feel lost every day of your life. That's what it was like to be a shepherd. The very act of being a shepherd in the days of Christ The religious leaders taught that you somehow couldn't get close to God because you were unclean. At the time of Christ, the shepherds in Bethlehem held the special duty of raising the lambs for the Passover service in the spring. So we know what they were doing based on historical records. They were raising the little lambs that would grow up to be sheep that would be sacrificed at Passover for the sins of God's people to celebrate the exodus from Egypt and to look forward to the coming of the Messiah. And yet they were locked out of this because they were unclean. So the men who raised the sheep for Passover could never eat the feast of the Passover lamb as others did without it being a scandal. 
They were outcasts from the feast that fed the soul with the hope of salvation and the forgiveness of sins. The men who were acquainted with every manger in Bethlehem. The men who knew how to feed their sheep. They couldn't find heaven's hay. They couldn't find the bread. They couldn't have access to the lamb in the house of God. They were unclean. The shepherds of Bethlehem were hungry for the food that is found in the house of God. Bethlehem, Beit Lechem in Hebrew, means house of bread. They could not taste the feast of deliverance, the Passover feast. And the feast of unleavened bread with the rest of the sons of Israel without overcoming the stigma they could not overcome. And to make matters worse, they raised the sheep for the feast that everyone else enjoyed. And there is a direct connection between Mary and Joseph who could not stay in the inn and the outcast shepherds who could not stay in the city of God. They're all outsiders. That's what we find. Those who've been pushed out are the ones that heaven is reaching out to to gather in. So how does God reach the people who can never come home to God at Christmas time? How does God feed the shepherds who can never taste the Passover lamb for themselves? How does God place the morsel in the mouth of the men who cannot taste God in the fields of labor? In the Gospel of Luke, to reach the outcasts in the wilderness, Jesus becomes an outcast too. Christ went to the bottom of the barrel to find the unclean scrap that's trapped inside the barrel. Luke's statement, in that region there were shepherds, is full of meaning. That region. Heaven knew where they were at. Heaven had a GPS tracking system for people who had been pushed out away from God. Heaven knew how to find the lost. Heaven knew how to encourage those who couldn't find God. Heaven's GPS system found the shepherds that first Christmas. Heaven didn't have a faulty GPS system that first Christmas. Heaven was able to find those who needed encouragement. And friend, heaven can find you. If you can't find heaven, heaven tracks well. And so there they were. It zeroed in on them, the shepherds, and God sent the choir of heaven to invite them to the party in the open field. When you can't go to church, the church comes to you. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus was born at the time of the Feast of Tabernacles in the fall. If you really want to celebrate Christmas in the right season, around Thanksgiving, that's when Jesus was born. Did you know that? It's true. And it can be proved from the Gospel of Luke. He was born in the fall. At the time of the Feast of Tabernacles. That's why John says in John 1, the Word became flesh and tabernacled in the Greek among us at the Feast of Tabernacles. And so these shepherds in the fall, as they moved toward the winter, were raising the sheep that would be used in the spring for the Passover, which was the celebration of freedom. When all Israel was commanded to worship at the feast in Jerusalem, Joseph and Mary were stuck in Bethlehem because they were pregnant And the shepherds were stuck in the fields because they were outcasts. And so Satan was trying to spoil the spiritual feast by making everyone go to their own town and be taxed instead of going to Jerusalem to worship God. Caesar's decree was Satan's attempt to take away the fun and life of worshiping God. So where do you feast when you can't go to the Feast of Tabernacles? And where do you feast when you're shut out as the shepherds were? Where do you go when you're passed over for the Passover in the spring that follows? And where do you find food when you can't eat with the rest of the people in Jerusalem and worship God as a legitimate son or daughter of Abraham? So it's no accident that Bethlehem is the Hebrew name for the city of David. Beit Lechem, 
Bethlehem in Hebrew means the house of bread. When you can't go to Jerusalem, in the house of bread, heaven visits you. And God's miracle can be found in the fertile fields outside the house of bread. Jesus came to this world. He was born into the house of bread to feed all the people who can't come home to God on their own. He came for the homeless and he came for those who are lost inside the house. He came to feed people who can't find God in their own strength. He came to the outcasts who can never come to the temple unless the temple comes to them. He came to the house of bread at the Feast of Tabernacles to feed those who couldn't feast, who couldn't live, who couldn't find the tabernacle or tent of God in the cold of the night. He came for them. So full of meaning are the words. And in that region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Out in the field means that they were not in the house of God, not in the house of bread. They were outside of what is inside. They were hungry in the field for what is found only in the house of bread. Luke 2, 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, be not afraid for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which shall come to, what does the text say? Say it come to the people who know the truth. Does it say that? Does it say that? It does not say that. It says it will come to all the people. God's heart of love, God's gift in Jesus is not meant to be given only to, quote, the elect. Christ died for the whosoever of John 3.16. The gift of the Son of God is for that person that we would never think could be saved. The love of God reaches to the bottom of the barrel of human history to lift and elevate the soul to the highest heaven. He came for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The key word in this passage of the angels and the shepherds is the word them. The angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. The angels said to them, the shepherds are the focus of the GPS tracking system that guided heaven to them. They didn't find heaven that first Christmas. Heaven found them in the fields. They were afraid and the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Friend, fear is the main feeling that keeps people away from God. Fear. The angel said, do not be afraid. If you are hungry for God and you're afraid of God at the same time, the message for you is do not be afraid. If you're hungry for the Passover lamb, if you're hungry for the sacrifice, for heaven's hay, and you cannot feed yourself in the city of God because you are an outcast and unclean, the angel said, do not be afraid. If you are unclean and you hunger for the food that can fill the life, do not be afraid. Luke 2.10, the angel said to them, be not afraid for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The word good news is translated from the Greek word euangelion for gospel. The message of the gospel replaces fear with joy. The gospel is good news. The good news of the gospel is preached for the very first time to the shepherds. So what happened to the shepherds that first Christmas was prophetic. I mean, they were no longer shepherds. Think about this. 
Who do angels appear to in the Old Testament? Prophets. And the message of an angel to a messenger makes that person a prophet. So suddenly these insignificant shepherds are transformed and they stand on the plane of the ancient prophets. They have become God's special messengers. As we move from the era of the prophets to the era of the apostles, they stand between the two, the shepherds that will lead us to the great shepherd. And so they are no ordinary figures here in the drama of the Christmas story. Ever after, the gospel is only received by people who are humble enough to feel their need of God as these shepherds did. Heaven finds the heart, dear heart, that is poor and needy, which hungers after God. It never finds the heart that is self-sufficient and doesn't need Him. Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I mean, if you are diminished in your own eyes, if you feel yourself small in God's presence, if you yearn for that which you cannot give yourself, heaven comes to that kind of heart at Christmas time. The angel said, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. These words stand in direct contrast to the words that describe Augustus Caesar in Luke 2.1. Go back, look at Luke 2.1. And it came to pass... In those days, hard days they were, that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. All the world means all the people. The message given to the shepherds is for all the people. All the people of Luke 2.1 who are taxed and tired of Augustus Caesar and all the other kings from Caesar till today. To be taxed is to be tired, to have a burden in life. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He says his burden is easy and light for the soul that finds him. To be taxed is to be tired, to have a burden in life. Christ is the reversal of the old era of heavy burdens. So God chose the shepherds who had nothing to become the prophets to preach the message of the free gospel to all the world who are taxed and tired under Caesar's rule. Luke 2.11, For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The you in Greek is plural. It's not singular. The gospel that is for all the people is for you. It means every one of you. It's for the good and the bad. It's for the rich and the poor. It's for the insider and the outsider. It's for the person who has plenty, who is taxed, and the person who has nothing to tax. It's for all the people. For you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior is Christ the Lord. Augustus called himself a Savior in Greek, but the real Savior was born at Christmas time. The angel called him Christ the Lord. It means literally the anointed one, the Messiah, who is the Lord. There's only one passage in the Greek Old Testament translation of the Hebrew Bible. Only one passage from the Greek Old Testament that has these two words in combination as we find them here. It's found in the book of tears, the book of Lamentations. Take your Bible, turn to Lamentations 4 verse 18. The Bible says, Men dragged our steps so that we could not walk in our streets. Our end grew near... Our days were numbered, for our end had come. Verse 19. Our pursuers were swifter than the vultures in the heavens. Have you ever had vultures after you? I have. 
I've been out in an open field where the vultures started coming down. And I had to remind them I was very much alive. You don't want vultures coming after you, okay? And it's describing people who feel like vultures are coming after them. That's pretty low. Our pursuers were swifter than the vultures in the heavens. They chased us on the mountains. Now, the Hebrew word could probably mean eagle there, a bird of prey. They lay in wait for us in the wilderness. Verse 20, the breath of our nostrils, the Lord's anointed, literally Christ the Lord, Mashiach Adonai, was taken in their pits. He of whom we said, under his shadow we shall live among the nations. This term Messiah is applied to the king of Israel. It's applied to the kingly line. The Lord's anointed have been taken from the people of Israel. And the people of Israel were forced to live in the wilderness without a king. The Lord's anointed was the king. And God told the first king of Israel that he was to be a shepherd king. 2 Samuel 5, 2. You shall be a shepherd of my people, Israel. And you shall be prince over Israel. The angel found the shepherds and told them that the great shepherd had found them. And the sign would be swaddling clothes, a manger and a baby. Christ the Lord they would find. The one that had been taken away from them they would find. A baby lying in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. No hay in a manger. A baby in swaddling clothes in the stone manger. That's what they were to find. This was the Christmas sign for the hungry shepherds who were really sheep without a shepherd, who couldn't eat the Passover lamb in Jerusalem, who couldn't feast at the Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem, who couldn't come inside the house of bread. It was for them. Heaven's hay and heaven's bread came to Bethlehem, the house of bread, to feed the shepherd's soul from the feeding trough of a manger. The shepherds knew every manger in Bethlehem by heart. They were experts on the geography of mangers. I mean, they couldn't track their way through the Roman world. They hadn't been outside of their hometown very much. But they knew every manger in Bethlehem. And they were experts on mangers. And one by one, they ran to each manger searching for heaven's hay. How many mangers they found, we do not know. But finally, they found the one without the straw in it. Heaven's hay was wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. They ran from one manger to the next till they found heaven's hay that can feed the hungry heart of a lost sheep. They found the shepherd king wrapped in cords of cloth, linen cords in a stone manger deep inside the cave barn that we know from early church sources was in Bethlehem. It looked like a tomb. That's what the stable looked like, like in ancient Bethlehem. It looked like a tomb. And this stone manger looked like a burial slab. Luke 2.15, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. The shepherds knelt at the manger, and the hungry shepherds found the shepherd, the great shepherd, Messiah, Christ the Lord, who is the bread of life, and they worshiped the newborn king. They found the spiritual food, and they were filled that day with heaven's hay. So what happens to the hungry that are filled with heaven's hay and heaven's bread on Christmas Day? What is the response that comes from hearts that have found Jesus as the Messiah and Lord? 
The shepherds were now standing, as I said, on the plain of the great prophets. They were prophetic of the gospel era of missions. What they did that day is what every believer must do. They must share their faith. The angel told them that the good news of a great joy was for all the people to hear. That first Christmas, the shepherds became the first missionaries of the gospel. They broke through the social barriers that separated the poor from the rich. They started telling people the rich things of heaven instead of the rich things of Judaism. They said, angels have appeared to us, and they have told us of a great king who is the great shepherd, and they shared Jesus with their world. The baby came into this world the way he would leave the world. Joseph led him to the stone manger. And another Joseph, 30-something years later, would bury him in linen cords on a stone slab within a tomb. The manger, the stone manger in the cave, which was the stable of Bethlehem, matches the bookend of Jesus' life. Joseph's tomb, the stone slab, Christ was wrapped in swaddling clothes. He was wrapped at the end of his life in linen cords, the bookends of his life. Heaven's hay was born in the place where lambs need to feed. In the story, heaven's hay is more than hay. Heaven's hay is a shepherd king, Christ the Lord, who has come at last to find the lost children of Israel without a tent in the wilderness. At the Feast of Tabernacles, those who were living in the open field, he came to them as the tabernacle and tent of God. Most of all, heaven's hay is the Lamb of God who was born in a stable to feed the heart that is unstable. He was born where lambs gather because he is the Lamb of God and he came to save his people from their sins. The Christmas sign is the sign of the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Jesus' birth was a prophecy of Jesus' death. Jesus' broken body is the food that feeds the heart that cannot feed itself. And what we find on that burial slab becomes the hope of new life because Christ is resurrected from the dead. Christ's broken body on the slab was the foretaste was the baby in the manger. And this shall be a sign unto you, the angel said, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Luke records in verse 17, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. I mean, they did not keep it to themselves. They let everybody know what was going on. They were not in the business of just having a silent witness. They had a very loud witness. They made it sure that it went as far as they could carry it. They had a bold witness for Christ. Verse 8, and all they that heard it, they were told to share it with all the people. The text says, all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. The gospel of the peace child is for the whole world. The whole world that Caesar taxed, both rich and poor, free and bond. The gospel is for everyone who is taxed, for everyone who has a heavy burden at Christmas. Verse 18 says, they all heard what the shepherds had to say. I'm sure that night that they discovered that heaven's hay is for everyone. Heaven's hay is free. Heaven's hay and heaven's lamb and heaven's shepherd is alive. And heaven's food has come down to give life to the world in the house of bread. The baby in the manger was the Christmas sign for the shepherds who were really lost sheep, who yearned for God with a hungry heart, who needed a shepherd to lead them in life. The sign is for all the people. Dear heart, 
Choose Christ instead of Caesar this Christmas. Choose Christ instead of Caesar. And come to the manger this Christmas and feed on heaven's hay, heaven's bread, and find heaven's shepherd and discover the miracle, the matchless miracle, the marvel, the bright light in the eye of the child lying in the manger. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for Jesus today. We're grateful that heaven's food, heaven's hay, heaven's lamb, heaven's bread, the good shepherd was found in the manger that day. And Father, may we find him the same way every day. May we find Christ at the cross and the tomb and the resurrection And may we complete the bookends of his life as the shepherds proclaimed the good news as he was coming into the world. May we proclaim the good news for his second coming at the end of the world. And Lord, may we stand on the plain of the great prophets with a message that is greater than us. Thank you for Jesus, who is the good news. Bless everyone here, all the people. In Jesus' name, amen. There you have it, the conclusion to Caesar and Christ. Today's Reaching Your Heart. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can go online to reachingyourheart.com to listen to the entire message without interruption. We were only able to conclude yesterday's message today due to our time constraints. You can also use that same web address to help us out with a financial contribution. And thank you for doing that. That's reachingyourheart.com, where you can send your contribution to Reaching Hearts International, 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. That's 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. Keep that address in mind. That is also the address for the worship service every Saturday at 11 o'clock. And we hope to see you this Saturday. For Pastor Michael Oxentenko and everyone here, please also know that we do pray that God is reaching your heart. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.